We've got a fun show for you today. We're going to talk about NYCFC's thrilling win over Toronto. The Texas teams are playing well, and Seattle is in a what? funk. Vince, you're back. I I'm so happy you're back. You know, last week I had to slog through a cold open with Max Bredos. He made me eat donuts. You poor, poor child. Thank you. Welcome into the Expansion Mansion. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of The Expansion Mansion, another exciting weekend in MLS. And here to discuss it with me is Mariano Trujillo. Thank you very much. Welcome Connor. back. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Where's Max? What, 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 no Max Vince is back. I'm back. There Vince you go. <laughs> I was told that you needed me to come back because of if course. Max was here, you were thinking you might have other things to do. You I, know, uh, you know. I, I think Max is on a, another morning run Whoa. along the beach. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to keep that tan up. That, that very... That's hard work. Yeah, that glow. You know how it is. <laughs> you know, I need so, a so player I, so to connect I. well. Yeah, of course, Connor knows, well, it, right? knows how yeah, it is with true. his very... Uh, before we get going, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and click on that like button. It helps feed the algorithm. Yeah. I mean, we keep growing in subscribers, so more likes, more subscribers, it's going to keep going. And maybe the biggest news of the week, guys, Angels Wear Boots. Our show following Angel City FC premieres this Thursday right here on the 110 Football YouTube channel. Jessica Black and Lauren Sesselman will be joined by the Angel City Chicks podcast hosts, Nina and Amanda, for the season preview. We've got a few other great hosts that will join the show throughout the year, including our friend, former Club America midfielder, Jen Munoz. So watch that show this Thursday right here. All right. Boom. What are you guys laughing at, by the way? No, well, the, the comments. Chat, people the chat is, going off? People is active already, right. so thank you. Thank um, you for that. All right, they're going to get more active because we're going to go from there to, to the hottest topics of the weekend. And no, I'm not referring to the Hard Rock T-shirt store. <laughs> Wait, if you're wondering... Such a weird pun, Vince. If you guys are wondering why I didn't seem very committed to that joke, I didn't write it. Sure you didn't. Sure you're not the writer of the show. But if, you're, if you've been around, and I know some of you in the chat, you know it's time for Hashtag Trending. Hashtag Trending. There you go. Everyone missed that. I, I saw you guys try to recreate it in one of them, and I, it just was kind of... Do it, do it, do it Hashtag again. Trending. There you go. There you go. There you go. We're going to clip that and make right. it a GIF. Yeah, let, well, let me start us off, and let's stay, let's stay right here on the West Coast, the best coast. The, the West coast. has been wild. It seems like the top teams, no one wants to give that top spot because everyone's winning. We've got Galaxy 1, LAFC 1. Austin is a surprise package there. Mm -hmm. The season is very long. <laughs> Do we feel that what we are seeing now is going to be similar to what we might see in October? Yes and no. Yes, because uh, Galaxy... Uh, it might not be pretty, but they're pragmatic. They're getting results, and I think they're going to continue doing that with Greg Vanny. They have a finisher. As long as you have a finisher, you're going to be in any game. Uh, exactly, right? And with Austin, I really like what uh, Josh Wolf is doing over there. It's, it's fun to watch. You have Drusi, you have Urruti, you have Fagundes. It's a team that it goes forward, and, and it's fun. Even if you don't support um, Austin, it's fun to watch. Uh, I, I'm, I think they're going to finish, if not first or second, he's gonna, they're going to be in, in close to those spots. But what a turnaround, right? Like, uh, not just because Austin was near the bottom of the table yeah. last season, but uh, while we were having talks about what LAFC should think about doing with their coaching staff, Austin was going through a similar wolf out <laughs> thing going on. So, like, what has <laughs> changed? Because wolf is still there. Honestly, like <laughs> all the way into the first game of the season, fans were like, yeah, we're good, but I'm still wolf out. And I'm like, wow. wow. No, that's just a, a very entitled fan base. Yeah, that, that it's a personality nothing. type. 
Yeah, the expansion teams are, are a long process. It's a that, project. Yeah. This isn't like a one-year thing. Mm -hmm. Teams aren't two-dimensional, right? You yeah. gotta give give them the benefit of the doubt. And it's worked out, I'd say, pretty fine for Austin. Right. How much would it have set them back if they did actually Firewolf, right? A lot. I mean, it would have been uh, catastrophic for Austin, I think, because right now uh, you can see some of his work, mm -hmm. uh, the players. I, I had a chance to speak with Diego Fagundes uh, not long ago, and he said uh, that Wolf has created uh, something in the locker room, which is the hardest thing to accomplish as a coach. Mm -hmm. they, he, he has done it, so let's just let him work, and they will get some good results. I don't know MLS Cup, but they will get some. And like you said, Vince, it is a long season, but it's weird this happens year in, year out. It's weird because these top three teams did not make the playoffs last year. True. So coming into yeah. the season, these are teams that you want to see at the top of the table, but it's interesting to see how year in, year out things change and how teams can uh, go on hot streaks early and maybe some stand the test of the, the whole season. The, the wildest thing for me was even watching Austin and even in games they would lose, I would at least watch them and go like, I enjoy their football. Yeah, me too. So yeah. that's, what, that's what it was really weird because you get a coach and yes, he's only had one year to be with this team, and he's already built something where you go, this is actually enjoyable. You've got to give him that second year at least. True. And they're reaping the benefits. And I don't mind being biased towards the Western Conference because MLS, <laughs> they really go lights out after like 6 p.m. On, on the Eastern Coast. They do. And it sucks because there's so many fun games, and we'll talk about some of them uh, later on in the show. But let's we here at One Time Football gives the West Coast a little bit of love. But yeah, I agree. we may want to transition to the East Coast. Should we do it now? Let, sh shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> as you look at your um, card. As I look at my card. One of the most <laughs> I, interesting. I set you up so well. That was like, <laughs> that was a sitter, right? That was a sitter yeah, right so across the six-yard box. Right and Carter just popped it over the top. <laughs> no, it was the, it was the turf. You're the type of player that it goes over and then looks down like, and goes. Yeah, on oh, my shoelace. Uh, you seen that? That's it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it so one of the it most happens. entertaining matches of the weekend was NYCFC. Not if you're a coach of either of those teams. Not if you're a coach. Nine goals? <laughs> Nine goals? Yeah. How are you a team that scores four on a on any given day and still loses a match? All gas, no breaks, baby. All gas, no breaks. I mean, we've reaped the benefits here at LA of kind of changing that a little bit. Yeah. To, yep. The pendulum has swung back a little bit away, as you said, with the Galaxy. They're pragmatic. They know what they have. They know that they can win games where maybe it's not going to be ugly. Look, Bob Bradley wants to win games one way, and it's the Bob Bradley way. And in a lot of ways, and you and I have talked about this a lot, yeah. maybe Bob deserves that because he's done so much in this sport that he's like, you know what, if I can't win this way, I don't even want to do it. But it's I, I, my big question is, I know that they lost this game. They've won some games maybe they shouldn't have. Are they good? Is Toronto actually good? I don't know, you know, and I was thinking about that because the fans over there in Toronto, they're very demanding. They want their yeah, team to win because they back, they support their team uh, week in, week out. And it, when you take Bob to build something, okay, what is that that he's building? Mm -hmm. a, a winning mentality, a winning culture? I don't know. I, I think it's too early to say if this team is good or bad. I think they have solid and key pieces to this uh, scheme that might help the development of this team. But I don't know if they're going to be able to replicate or at least uh, get close to what Bob did with LAFC. This year will be a year that Toronto FC, obviously, regardless of what happens, want to, will want to do as best they can competitively. But they know that this is probably the perfect playground Bob Bradley could, mm -hmm. could have. Without making moves in an offseason, you have a, a full catalog of very young uh, players coming out of Toronto's uh, youth system and, and other places. Mm -hmm. 
or he's he, he's going to have the, these tools at his disposal to really to really develop these players the way he wants to that fits his system. And if some doesn't work, fine, move on. But mm. look, this is a, a, a playground that I think Bob Bradley will have a lot of fun uh, getting to really sink his teeth into. I can't say that it's going to work out and turn into an LAFC 2019 yeah. season, but I will say like this is what Bob Bradley loves to do. He likes to start these projects and develop these players, and he has an opportunity to do so. Yeah, he's always been a long-term guy. Uh, he does like young players, uh, but also likes to spend some cash, which Toronto is apt to do. But, Connor, you're a part-time Toronto fan, as Mario said. I don't know what Mario you're talking about. Said, <laughs> as Mario said, they don't take losses lightly there. I mean, yes. Uh, they did almost burn the stadium down uh, in anger at yeah, one true. point. Uh, do they have enough time for Bob to do what he's got to do? Because, like you said, Bob's a project guy. Nope. Let's just hope that Insigne and Jimenez and Jimenez just do enough mm -hmm. where it feels like, okay, competitively they're still doing well with being able to uh, maintain that long-term project, right? Let's just hope that there's enough right. balance between... But you can't, tell, you can't talk to the fans like that and say, like, let us just be good for now oh, look, and then you be can, better later. Or you, can, or you can, but since the beginning. You, mm -hmm. know, you cannot use it as an excuse. Mm -hmm. you know, on the other hand, uh, I talk about New York City FC coming back, and now they're back with Tati Castellanos and company playing very good and uh, scoring a lot of goals. So I really like this uh, New York City uh, team. But let's move on, guys. What about Miami? My that's what I, I'm wearing pink. Uh, oh, yeah, why? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was I was happy about Miami. I I've been in the locker rooms, and when you're uh, not winning, when uh, every everybody thinks that you're the worst team, well, besides San Jose. Uh, in the league, um, you know, when you get three victories in a row, uh, it can be an inflection point for the team, the players, the front office. What do you guys think about Miami? Well, how about, uh, remember they made such a stink about Jesse Marsh having a post-game huddle and then Phil <laughs> Neville had a, had a post-game huddle after his team won. Yeah. Uh, Miami's interesting, and like you said, it's not great when you're losing in the locker room. But you know what sometimes really helps a team is when you're winning, even when you're winning, when you're struggling. Yes. Because I think Atlanta was was the better team there, but I think this Miami team has to then go back in that locker room and go, guys, it probably wasn't good enough, but at least we walk away from here with three points and we're happy. We know we can grow here because remember what it was like when we played games where maybe we were the better team and we yeah. still just couldn't win. So you, you would rather take that. I think that mentality switched things and then not playing not playing the, the entitled players. We've got guys that really want it now, right? And, and that's why they've been a little bit more scrappy because I think in games where they – weren't the better team. They clearly understood it. And a guy like Gonzalo Higuain would go, oh, what are we going to do today? We're not yeah. the better team. And he's like, I've seen this. Whereas you got a guy like Campagna. I mean, we talk about two games with great center forward play. Jimenez, Tati Castellanos, Campagna. Great yeah. center forward play. All different types of center forwards. Yep. Um, but yeah, just to win some games ugly and get out of there. You get out of there, like I said, and go, we didn't, we didn't play that well, but hey, we got to win it. I'll take it. I mean, it. you know that you've, you've been in teams. That probably brings you together more than even just steamrolling. Because you, know, you know, when you don't play well, you know. But it, it's always better to fix things with three points in your back pocket than not winning at all. Because the confidence is it's a different. The vibe around the team is completely different. Connor, you think this will be the, the point will change things for Miami or not? I think as an organization, I hope they will yes. change their mentality going forward. Because... We were talking a little bit before the show how Campania, like, this wasn't ever supposed to happen. Yeah, he was in plan A, <laughs> B, C, D, or, you, you know. You know what I mean? And so, so it, and we were saying, like, it, it feels like all the executive 
ideas and, and, and directions that Miami has been given, they should just go the opposite, the opposite. way and it'll work out. No, but, but you're seeing like David Beckham and, and Inter Miami, they have an old MLS point of view where they think, hey, we could just sell uh, uh, jerseys and that'll be great. Mm. That's not gonna cut it. You need to have a good, good competitive success sure. and a good team. And I think hopefully they will start to see that they can do that without getting Matuidi. Iguain mm -hmm. washed players basically. The scary thing about having to go to plan B, C, D is uh, there's not much more depth beyond that. So if any of these guys get hurt. Hey, Bryce Duke, masterclass. Yeah, if any oh, of these he's guys. He's a great player. Bryce, <laughs> Bryce Duke, is, he'll grow into it, but I'm uh, just saying, he's. I don't know if he's ready to carry that team. Uh, that, That's a different thing, yeah. yeah uh, let's, let's move on to another exciting matchup. It was, oddly enough, Seattle versus San Jose. I probably going into this weekend would have said that this was going to be a blowout with uh, San Jose losing their coach, you, you always think they get a little bit of a bounce, and it didn't start that way. Uh, but by halftime, they got the new coach bounce. And are we surprised, more surprised at Seattle letting go two separate occasions, two gold leads? Mm -hmm. I'm more surprised that, that just, San Jose was managed to pull this off. I just want to say Christian Roldan looks angry. Yeah. What's he doing back there? Probably cause, probably he should they, be angry after they lost this game. game. Yeah. Yeah. He should be angry. What a goal he scored, right? Mm -hmm. The second one. Um, you know what, something that worries me, well, and I'm not worried, right, because I'm not a, a Seattle fan or I'm not part of the organization, but uh, this Seattle team uh, used to be a different team when they were winning. They controlled the game, they moved the ball from one side to another, Lodeiro, Joe Paulo, Roldan, uh, you know, with Ozzy Alonso playing over there, it was impossible pretty much to beat Seattle if they were winning. Uh, this was a surprise to me because when they scored the goals, I was like, okay, this is this is done. But uh, credit to San Jose and uh, Christian Spinoza and, and company because they had a heart to fight back and they got the result. But it's it, I think Seattle should be a little bit worried about um, what, what they're going to face next, not in MLS but in CONCACAF Champions League facing this result. It was more wide open than I've ever seen a Seattle game, really. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think, yeah, I guess to your point, the way that, you know, a, a Liga Emeki side plays when they're a little bit backed against the wall is all gas, no breaks. And if Seattle lets a San Jose team that is not as talented as Pumas, yeah. uh, if, he, if they let them run with four or five, six guys at their defense, it'll be a long night. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an entertaining game uh, as, a, as a fan. But no, not really. Not really as a coach, again, yeah. with that, that amount of goals. Can I just say one thing before we move on, though, to San Jose? A couple weeks ago, I did, I did move on from San Jose. I did my players that I think uh, from MLS, the best World Cup team of MLS players. Yeah, I remember and Rodney that. Wallace almost convinced me that I should have had Francisco Calvo in the, there. Rodney, you tell me after watching that game if Francisco Calvo deserves to be anywhere near <laughs> my, my team. So shots fired, Rodney. Get back at me on Twitter. All right, guys. All right, let's move on. And we had this uh, last uh, show. We had the hot and cold takes. It's it's um, it was very funny. It was amazing. And uh, so we decided to bring it back. Hot and cold. You have you guys have two emojis hot over there. Or uh, cool. We do. Hot or cold. Oh, we, we do, do have emojis. You have that. two emojis Fire over there. You will have to use them. Uh, so, boys, if you help me. Voice. Yes. What are you Whoa. Oh, oh, is there you, you go? <laughs> what? Who is that? Welcome me back, Mariano. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, let's let's start with hot or cold. Terrified. That's are you so guys scary? Yes, I'm, I'm terrified. Let's do this. First topic. Let's okay. see. Seattle will win CCL but miss the playoffs. Oh. Well, I think that's hot. Okay. Really? Why? Well, it's just I think closing the final 
here in, uh, in uh, Lumen Field, that's a huge advantage. And Pumas is not at their best right now, so if, the, if they don't get at least two or three goals uh, in the first leg, they're going to struggle. And Seattle is a team with a lot of, a lot of experience. And if they win this, that will be, uh, they, they will make history. I think they will be relaxed and like, yeah, it's all right, playoffs, we'll do it next year. Yeah, see, my reasoning, and I think Connor's is the same as the opposite. They, they very well could win CCL, but there's no chance that they're missing the playoffs. Like, they do this. <laughs> they, you, like you said, they're too good of a team. I think they can, like, they, look, they had a bad game against San Jose. They definitely cannot play that way against Pumas. But honestly, they could play that way for, like, the rest of the season and sleepwalk their way into the Mariano playoffs. thinks that the, uh, the rest of the MLS season for them, if they win, will be like a victory tour. Just going city, but city to city. I mean, yeah. welcome, to be the first MLS team to pull that off, I mean, it's not a bad idea, but they'll still. It's too early, right? Yeah. Yeah, I it's think I was exaggerating any, a little bit. Seattle before like August is too early. Especially having Schmitzer right there. Uh, I mean, he won't allow that. And that, as uh, as someone who is a fan of a, a team that's a direct uh, opponent of Seattle Sounders, that's the most frustrating thing. Is you're right, like nothing matters before like August. Yeah, we're or even exactly. like Seattle, like they'll just go. <laughs> yeah, what are we? We're like twelve points ahead of Seattle right now, and no one's celebrating because they're like. Ugh. There will be a round. <laughs> exactly. Just give it a couple weeks. Long way to go. Long way to go. All right, all right. Let's all right, move to voice, the next one. All right, voice, what do you got? Next topic. Who is this voice? All three Texas teams will make the playoffs. No. No, no, no. You guys are crazy. Wow. Why not, Connor? I don't have enough faith in... Dallas. <laughs> Dallas is the team that I would be most worried about, actually, too. Um, really? And I just yeah. don't think Houston can sustain it either. I think they're Mariano was even talking about it a little bit before. Like these teams, they're they're getting results and they're picking up results here, picking up results here. And I just don't think that's a sustainable mentality for the whole season. And look, you have Colorado, SKC, Sounders, Portland. All at the bottom of the table right now. They're gonna be they're gonna be pushing for a playoff spot. So you're telling me that one of those four guys that I just mentioned won't leapfrog a, a Dallas or a Houston? I just I just don't see it happen. But we talked earlier about culture, and Dallas and Houston both needed new cultures. Mm -hmm. yes. They had to get new coaches to get it. Uh, Houston even had to go as far as getting new GM, new technical staff. I mean, they really cleaned house. Houston, I'm more worried about Dallas because they're younger, and I feel mm -hmm. like. A lot of times that exuberance, them being more fit, can really yeah. play into your advantage. But as the season goes on, it's the veterans that really grind things out. I agree. Houston, I'm less worried about because it feels like they've gone ahead, they've done their work ahead. Carsquillo is a great player. Uh, Hector Herrera is coming in. They've already have Quintero. I feel like Paulo Nagamura is like, okay, let me set it up in a way so that when Hector Herrera shows up, I can just plug him in. Yep. And I think they'll get even better. Yeah. Um, so that's Dallas, where, it's a, like, Dallas, the I bike just, while you're riding it. Yeah, Dallas is if these kids can learn fast enough, and then also if they have the gas at the end. It's, it's interesting because veterans, obviously, early in the season, they don't have the gas. And then these young guys, they don't realize that, hey, it's 34 games, but it's a grind. And you're going to wear yourself out, and sometimes you need to reserve your body a little bit. So yeah. I'm just worried mm. in that regard. I disagree with that. I mean, I think Dallas is the one that can not make the playoffs, but I think... Uh, the mentality and the culture that they're building right now, and and more than that, the confidence that they're getting is like, hey, we're young and we can compete against against these teams and get the results. Uh, I think uh, you know it can build some sort of uh, uh, chemistry within the team and, and make the playoffs. I'm not saying that they're going to be first place, but you know I think they can make playoffs. We talk about Austin, and and um, I'm hundred percent 
sure that Houston is going to make the playoffs because I know Paulo, because I know his mentality, the type of coach he is. And like you said, they're building a team that will be ready for Herrera to uh, fit in perfectly. So I will say actually Houston, Austin, Dallas. Oh, so you think Houston's? Yes. Oh, that, that's on the record now. So I yep. can't wait till we revisit this, uh, <laughs> on decision day. All right. We'll have to have him buy us some breakfast tacos. If yeah. Austin, also, uh, also, who is the voice? Where is this? I don't know. That, that's, don't you worry about that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I heard this in a confessional. I know. Time. Where is it? Right. Jeremy Abobasi will not end this season with San Jose. Ooh. What? See, man. I, I'm on record as tweeting out, and I'm not like a... Uh, San Jose hater or lover in either, either regard, but I said, please, please, God, somebody get Jeremy Abobasi out of San Jose because he's he's so much more talented and, and doesn't get used in the right ways. Uh, but it, that being said, they've spent a lot of money on him. I just can't see them, especially being in transition. It would, I don't know. I'm, that's like tearing it down to the studs. No? Yeah, but I think, look, they're go, they're, Almeida's gone. You're kind of switching things up a little bit. I, I don't see him getting out of there anything. You don't? So then I why do. you use Ice Cube? Yeah, yeah, you're, you should the be The thing is, Jeremy Bobasay will not end the season with San Jose. Will not end. So I'm saying he will end the season with San Jose. Okay. Okay. Um, you. It sounded like you were saying yeah, that they yeah. were going to get no, rid of No, I'm him. saying like like you don't just like start scrapping a uh, roster okay. when the coach leaves. Yeah. You let him or, that's what I was saying. Or, or maybe yeah, you I'm don't agreeing. know because who, who's going to be the next coach? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming the next coach will be, I don't like this player. I do like that player. I think Ibovice is a great striker and uh, being in the market or with the possibility of moving to a different team, actually contender, he will have to, you know, uh, leave at least at San Jose for a better chance to win something this season. And if that means uh, bringing some cash and, and money to San Jose to maybe sign some other players that the new coach will like, I don't I don't see this as a... As a uh, well, I see this as a possibility of Ibobisi uh, not finishing the season with San Jose. Without a doubt. Maybe you sell uh, Francisco Calvo. I mean, Rodney seems to think he's worth a lot. Uh, it says, what are you talking about, thickety? Wicket? What, what is it? What is it? What? Connor's thoughts. Is that you, God? <laughs> hey. Well, speaking of voice, do we have another topic? Uh, one more. One more voice. Sure do. Whoa. Oh, God. All right, last topic. I'm nervous. Chicago will finish the season with more clean sheets than goal scored. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it to happen. Yeah, I just want it to happen. <laughs> that, that, that's a fire, right? That would be it's some Chicago. kind of fire. <laughs> yeah. MLS, who is known for its uh, very odd records that it puts out, like, hey, uh, you know, Charlotte is the best uh, best six game start of any team except for these four teams. Yeah. Like just the most <laughs> random stats. That would be the ultimate most random stat. The team it that will. has more clean sheets, which is good, but then goals, which is very would yeah. be very bad. I like I like Luis Hernandez. It'll be a tie. It'll be same amount of goals and same amount yeah. of clean sheets. That's a that's a crazy one. But I think, I think that speaks right. what the team is playing right now. Yeah. Shakira get the ball, create something, let's see what happens. Let's just sit back and, and wait a little bit. Oh, that's a funny one. Yeah, I mean, I look, in a lot of ways, they, they were another team that really needed to change the culture. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, talk about scrapping everything. They got rid of almost their entire team. The entire so, team, yes. Ezra Hedrickson. Except Jon- Jonathan Bornstein, right? Yeah. He remains there. Ezra's really figuring out on the fly. I mean, talk, they didn't even have a coach come in first and go, I like this guy, I don't like this guy. They were just like, like clear the deck, and then Ezra will come in and do the rest. Yeah, yeah. well, I, honestly, I'm not excited about Chicago uh, 
Uh, they haven't they're, done they're, anything they're, they're, yet. They're playing. They're, they're playing. Yeah. Mariano, I don't know if you uh, saw our watch along, but the other day we were with Max Bredos and he and he hopped on and he's like, he. It was so funny because he was so genuine. He was like, "What? The Chicago Fire should get fined for how they're playing." <laughs> <laughs> he was so mad. He was like, "The, the I should, agree. They I should agree. Be allowed they're, to play like they're that. still waiting. The beautiful game. They're still waiting on uh, Jairo Torres. He's not going to change much. No. No, he's a great player, young player. He's playing for Atlas, uh, but he's not—he's not the playmaker that they're expecting. Uh, I think he will be a great addition, but he's not—he's um, not gonna have the campaign effect with Miami. Just well, to say something. That's scary because I'm gonna talk a little bit about the playmaker they're using and how that might not be the way to go either. Mm -hmm. Uh oh. I don't know. I don't, uh -oh. I don't know. What you guys doing in Illinois? <laughs> well, is it, was that the last? Was that White Castle? Uh, all right, moving on. Do you like the internet? If you said no, you're a liar because right now you're actively using it. Uh, one of the good things about the internet is all the memes people create. Well, MLS is no exception. So let's take a look at the MLS memes of the week. Normally, the memes we get are actually pretty easy. We had to search pretty hard. Yeah, today was like a this no. week was I think a dry we found some good ones. Was it? Yeah, it was tough. Hmm. There was not a lot of, of memes, but let's take a look at the first one. Let's see. Meme number one. Wow. <laughs> and this was about uh, New York City FC looking for uh, their fifth home stadium uh, within the franchise. John Travolta. Do that's, you know John Travolta's bad. character? Character's name in that movie? I don't know yeah. the name. I know the movie. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Vincent. Vincent. There you go. Wow. But that's sad. Great that meme is sad, right? Yeah, it is pretty sad. No, I mean, no identity with New York City FC. Somebody said something. It was like their sixth home opener. Because yeah. like. Technically, when they played at Bank, they were the home team here in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, that's they right. Were. Yeah. yeah. You got to wow. feel bad for them. I wow. do. Yes, I do. Well, what do you do? What do you do? I don't know. I, it's scary, though, because they can't seem to find a stadium. Miami was another spot where they were like, oh, it'd be fine. Slam dunk for a stadium. They're not. Mm -hmm. Now these places are pushing back, and I, I'm worried because I, a great stadium in New York, a great stadium in Miami would be places we'd all want to go to. Of course. But it doesn't seem like they're gonna get it. See, they're 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 scared because they pride themselves on being the New York team. Like we're New York, we're the Bronx, right? Oh well, well if you have to build a stadium, won't be the New York team. Yeah, we'll have to go do it in New Jersey. It's even well, it's even worse because they're the Yankee team. So yeah. they, like you said, Bronx. They can't go out to like Queens. They can't go outside of Bronx because they have to be they're, so Yankee centric. Exactly. So it's even worse. Wow, and which is sad is that on the field they're they're being successful. They're a really fun team to watch. It is, of course, yes. And, and they have won MLS Cup, but that, that's pretty sad. All right, next meme. Good old, good old SpongeBob. Wait, where is that? It was uh, RSL and Austin shaking hands for losing uh, two USL teams in yeah. the US Open Cup. <laughs> cup sets. They play, cup they, sets, they, as they, they say. They play with the B team. Come on, guys. You played an Open Cup. Well, I mean, what, I what, what was it like being an MLS team? Knowing that, like, yes, this is a competition you wanted to win. Like, it's always a trophy. There's some, there's some money, but you're like, but also the season's so long. And I it is. It, it was a burden. But um, I remember uh, having some words with, with the rookies or younger guys telling them, hey, this is the chance you guys have to convince the coach to play every weekend. So if you don't play good, you're not going to have any chance. So if we don't advance, that's it. You won't have any more opportunities. And uh, they were doing pretty good. You know, mm -hmm. so it's a good, it's a good chance. And if you're an MLS team, obviously you have the responsibility. Right. But, eh. I, I like, uh, I like Boris saying, "There's a nice patch of grass in the middle of the city. 
<laughs> if you want to hey, just tear down Central Central Park, Park and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would instantly be one of the uh, most interesting uh, venues in all the world. Yeah. All right, let's go. To, yeah, let's go to the third one. Underground. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stadiums that have domes, but if we could go underground. Underground. What is this? Uh, Iguain. Oh, <laughs> oh. That guy's too fit to be Iguain. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's harsh. Oh, it's so true. What's Boring. Gonzalo going to do? Enjoy life? I think one of the hot takes are the voice that God should have had for us is, does Gonzalo Higuain even finish the season? Or does he just go hang out in Miami? I don't know. I, I mean, he's doing that. He's having He's fun. not doing it to everyone. Everyone else is not hearing it. You're only hearing it in your ear. So you, everyone on the audience oh, no thinks that you're that? just talking no, to yourself. Yeah. Are you okay, Connor? Yeah, you're all right. You're right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so anymore. I'm actually not hearing anything. Maybe. I thought yeah, you guys could hear that. Uh, so as we're apt to do, we like to pick a favorite. I, I love the Travolta one because I, I do love that movie. It's funny. It's just always funny. But yeah. what was your favorite? I, 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 I'll agree with you. I just yeah. think that because it's so funny is because the truth is just so sad. Exactly. Yeah. Just because of that. Yeah. SpongeBob is always a... Yeah. Good close second. Yep. Like I said, I always go with the meme that people already know the context. Context. context yeah. Doing, but. All right. From someone who thought they might be weekly player of the week to guys who really are, we move to this week's MLS players of the week. And Connor is first up. You have the honors. Who was your player of the week, Connor? You want to know? Of course. That's why I asked you. <laughs> That's how this show Man works. Man, Taxi getting his on his debut. Two goals, one assist. Against, like, look, a pretty bad New England Revolution. Got to be completely honest mm -hmm. this year. But, look, two goals and an assist yeah. on your MLS debut? The Greek god. Again, <laughs> well, center forward play. The center forward play and there on display this too. week in MLS was pretty good. Yep. Uh, in a weekend where it was kind of dire in other places. Too many 0-0s or just dull games. But the center forward play was solid. Very solid. Very solid. Anyway, so I just have to give a nod. Good quality of goals. You should. This is, was amazing. Yeah. So you can see the quality with uh, Fontas. Yeah, I was going I was going to wear my uh, Greek national team I was going to say, you should have wore the Greek national team jersey. You should have had it on underneath and just... Yeah. Yeah. Tore it Take out. Take that, Jason. Mm. Mm. Oh, so are you, are you a DC United <laughs> fan as well, or...? Or not, uh, really. And then I have a DC D this year. Yeah. <laughs> now, and that I just, would be surprising. And I just keep going. I don't stop. For those of you that, that don't know anything behind the scenes, uh, when we had our pre-call, I had this Charlotte jersey on, and then I show up to the studio, and who comes walking in in a Charlotte jersey? Connor. I wore the same just jersey on me. purpose. Yeah, just he did to, on purpose. to yeah. match events, because he loves it when we left out. Yeah. All right, Mar Mariano, who do you got as your player? All right, league? guys, uh, a lot of good performances around the league, but I have to uh, go with the emotional one. Cristian Espinosa from San Jose Earthquakes, the Argentine. He's been struggling with Matias Almeida and all the situation around the earthquakes. But this weekend, he showed what a player needs to be in any level, not a professional level, to be on the field. He showed heart. You know, they were playing terrible and just with heart and effort and uh, not giving up. He scored the first one at the end of the first half. Then he scored the second one and the hat trick, the winning goal to give San Jose the first and emotional victory of the season. Espinosa, I, I like Espinosa the way he plays, his style. And um, what I like the most is that he forget he forgot about the context around the team and actually uh, focus on playing the game and enjoying the game. And he surely did, scoring three goals and giving San Jose his first victory. So kudos to Christian Espinosa. And I, I kind of like to have a rule where if a player scores a hat trick, you kind of just have to give him uh, player of the week. So this was like the first time that I've tried to walk 
walk away well, from the rule. Mariano no bias already was picking him. I'm I know. Sorry. But no, I mean, it means it's a good rule. I mean, he's probably yeah. going to be picked anyways, but he did will his team, you know, in a game that they really had no business being. Exactly. Uh, people are asking about me wearing another MLS team jersey. Look. Exactly. What's Adidas, going on with that? Adidas reached out to me and said, would you ever wear another team jersey? I said, not in the West. Absolutely not. They were like, hey, you know, Portland has a pretty nice jersey. I said, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I go, but I do like Austin, that. Austin's is nice. Well, yeah, I, they're I in the disagree. West. As a fan of the league, I like all. I, like I am a, a fan of, of the league. I like wearing all. I'm like a collector of MLS jerseys. Well, but beyond that, this is a good-looking kit. So that's why I was like, <laughs> and, and a good-looking person. Yeah, good-looking yeah. kid. I'm a good-looking man. Why don't you put me yeah, in a good-looking yeah. kid? So Adidas said, done. Sent it to you. And in that vein, I'm changing my player of the week to Christian Fuchs. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Uh, my player of the week, actually, let's go back to Austin. Uh, Sebastian Driussi, uh, who had a goal and assist. Uh, Maxi Uruti is getting a lot of the plotics, but really, Driussi setting him up in the way that Uruti loves. And how's that? Just shoot it. He's Just literally it. playing the ball, so all that Uruti has to do is shoot it. Uh, Sebastian Driussi has completely changed that team. They went from a team that I think played nice football. It was pretty football, but it wasn't effective. And Driussi is direct enough. He can dribble through guys. He can beat a man, and then he just lays it off to Fagundes. He lays it off to Yuruti, or he scores it himself. Um, and he's been a pretty incredible watch. I implore you, if you, you know, some people watch games. You, you, it's fine. You just watch a game. You're enjoying your time. You're watching the ball. Maybe every once in a while, pick out a guy like Driussi or like a mm. Rui Diaz or a Carlos Vela. Just watch them for an entire game, uh, and it'll be it just it'll enlighten you to just what they do because Driussi just has this. An uncanny ability to not be in the play at all, and the next thing you know, show up, score the goal, make the pass. Yeah. And uh, he's been very good. And the reason why Austin is close to the top, but not quite, not quite mm-hmm. there in the West. So not you, quite there. Okay, you guys are talking about Austin pretty good, and you don't believe him. So, well, mm, okay. We did this in the last show. Austin uh, woke up on Sunday morning and said, Hey, it feels good to be top of the table. And I think forgot <laughs> who was playing later on in that day. So we're just yeah. needling a little bit, but it's okay. We, we like our, we like our friends in Austin. All so right, all right. Uh, let's take a look at our team of the week and how uh, our picks fit in. Uh, oh, what? My, my guy's not even in the, it's not there. Is he in the bench? I can't probably on the far. bench. Wow. I can't yeah, look no, that far, that's, but that's come far. on. Look, you already gets the goals, Is but Drewsy did all the work. Um, yeah, I agree. I like how uh, Taxi's a center forward and they put him in the midfield just to make. Yeah, this, see, this is the problem. This is the problem when you have center forward play like we had this weekend. They're like, we need like four or five center forwards in there. That one of them play left mid. Yeah, I think they should change that. Right? They, it should be the, the best player for any position on the field, not yeah. just if you score a hat trick. They're gonna put you as a center back. That's not fair. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, you can, you can only I'll tell have... you what, if you score a hat-trick as a center back, you're, you're going to be in Team of the Week, though. Exactly. Actually, what do you guys think? Uh, we want to know what you guys think. How the uh, best 11 of the weekend or whatever it should be formed. Send us your questions through the chat. Uh, we're here to answer those questions uh, if we can, obviously. If we cannot, we'll invent something or we'll see how we do it. But send uh, yeah, us, we'll please. Do. We want to hear from you. We'll have some fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I got some questions on, on Twitter. A lot of them are about LAFC. And like we said, guys, we do, don't do mind talking LAFC in this show, but we try not to be so LAFC-centric. So I'm going to swing this one. I did get one that kind of looks at uh, a little bit more than that, and it's asking LAFC versus the Union and versus Austin coming up. Those games are games game. on the schedule that if you're an MLS fan, you're looking at top teams. What do you guys think? Which is, which is the bigger game? LAFC Austin, LAFC Philly. Uh, go ahead. Connor. I'm going to say LAFC Philly only because 
you usually don't get these matchups until the, the later end of the season when you're like, okay, top Western team versus top Eastern team. It'll, it'll be interesting to see top Western team, top Eastern team really battle it out to see, okay, at this point, is there a conference that's a lot better than the other? I don't know, from a league perspective. No, I think he's right. So I think both teams will look at this as where where are we okay. in our season, right? Like this is kind of the bar, and like you said, it's the East versus West, whereas LAFC knows they'll play Austin, and then they'll go to Austin at some point. Yeah, Jimmy Curtin said the second half of his uh, game was boring, right? It was boring. And it was boring because they feel comfortable without the ball. Uh, when you put a team that feels comfortable without the ball against a team that likes to have the ball, uh, the combination sometimes is not that good. So I want to see Philadelphia against LAFC because, because I think that will be a good test for LAFC playing a team that sits back, that is patient, that doesn't rush things. So I think it will be a good test for uh, Trendle's side, and, and we know Philadelphia. So uh, I will say that that's a, a pretty good one. And Austin, LAFC, it will be an open game. It will be wild. Yeah. That's what I think. So it, it, with that scenario, I think LAFC has the advantage. It was interesting this past week when LAFC played Orange County. Orange County pressed more than I think any team, mm-hmm. MLS or not, has pressed LAFC in a long time. And obviously Orange County could only keep it up to a certain extent. Yeah. But they put LAFC under a little bit of pressure. Uh, and LFC finally found the solution and was able to get some goals. I think Philly, with the way that they can press, is going to be very interesting. Like you said, I think they're going to find times to sit back, but there are also going to be times when almost all 11 guys are on top of LFC. Yes. And it's going to be interesting how they deal with the types of players the Philly ha- that Philly has, obviously, versus Orange County players, just you know, a, rung, <laughs> a tier below. Yeah. I, I agree with you, but it's different than when you your first line of confrontation is high and they don't let you play, mm-hmm. than when I'm a little bit behind it's like, come on, play. Because yeah. when you cross this line, I'm going to force you to to lose the ball. And I think that that's what I was saying, that Philadelphia doesn't they, – they don't panic if yeah. they don't have the ball. It's like, all right, come on, come on and play. Build that from the back. We know what we want. Uh, so it will be interesting. Yeah. And that's where, Orange, that's where Orange County went wrong. They had four or five guys pressing. You One pass beats five guys. There you go. And exactly. then, you know, what's worse than, than a, you know, not pressing is a bad press. It's like the worst <laughs> thing you could possibly do. No doubt. Uh, Never right. like bad do have, press. Do you have any more – Oh, where is it? What? Soccer USA asked you what your favorite type of tacos were. Type of tacos. Yeah, this is uh, serious questions. No tacos, hedging. tacos, or just, just what? Like because we Mariano, call, we, we, call, we call tacos the, the cleats in Mexico. Right? <laughs> so, no, 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 that, that's true. Really? That's a, yeah, that, that, okay. that's a fact. No, no, no. you're walking. So, you walk out of uh, Estadio Azteca oh. into that beautiful market of all the foods you could imagine. Connor there in Mexico City. That. Connor knows yeah. about it now. <laughs> Pastor. I, I've only gotten to, to see it, and I see it in my dreams because it, I, I can almost smell it just talking about it. So Pastor is your, the go-to. <laughs> yeah. No, Are you hungry? hungry? I have a sandwich over there if you want it. No. Oh, it's not as good as the Pastor tacos <laughs> Pastor, that you just tacos brought. Tacos al Pastor. That's yeah? the best. That's the best. With a little bit of pineapple, uh, onion, uh, cilantro. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Double t- tortilla, not yeah. just one or two. Connor is laughing. What about the What yeah. about the trio home? No, you, I'm not. Now I'm realizing, realizing I'm you? also hungry. What, yeah. like, <laughs> what's the go-to Mariano? Like if you're grilling or anything, what What do you? Uh, well, I'll go with uh, carne asada, but yeah. it's a it's a thin one, which is called in Mexico bistec. Uh, and then I put a little bit of cheese. Then I uh, make these tortillas, small tortillas. Uh, I put them on the grill until they are a little bit hard, and they're called. Uh, Volcanes, which is a volcano. You put yeah. the meat and the cheese on top. Uh, a little bit of corn here, a little bit of uh, 
uh, vegetables, onions. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a carnivore. I was gonna say, Vince and I are learning so much. And yeah. our mouths. Yeah. Yeah. We're just waiting for. Yeah, we're just waiting for the invite. You know we will be there. All right, guys. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Uh, but the fourth official has erased their sign. It's stoppage time. Oh. So Mariano, you're up first. You got the pressure of, of kicking off for right. stoppage time. I, yeah, I like to take the first PK. That's okay. I feel yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Oh, all right, confident. guys. I like the My confidence. stoppage time is that we, we were talking about Leonardo Campagna, the Ecuadorian, starting for Miami. And uh, I was just thinking, yes, Iwain, amazing striker. You know, his pedigree, resume, everything speaks by itself. But I would like to suggest MLS office over there in New York to put a little rule and when they're bringing international players into the league. Those days when David Beckham came to the league, when Andrea Pirlo, Steven Gerrard, Frankie Lampard, and so on and so, they're in, the, they're in the past, they're behind. Now we need players with talent, hungry players to be successful. But also the U22 initiative, is, it's a great one. But Campania and Iguain, it's a perfect example. Iguain is in the last part of his career and he's having fun playing in the league. Amazing player. Again, but Campania, he has a future ahead of him and he wants to make a splash in the league. So if the GM or the front office is not aware of this situation, let's put a rule in MLS and, and some uh, requirements to bring not just quality players, international players, but players that come to the league and actually help develop this league because I think near in the future, this league will be the best, uh, if not in the continent, in the world. I have no doubt. I like that. Good shot. I like it, but do you? I mean, you don't need a rule because if you if you sign players like that, you're gonna lose, and you should lose your job, almost. What do you but, mean? No, I'm saying you, you're saying that. Oh, with if, if you, you sign, sign guys that aren't yeah, you sign guys yeah. that aren't hungry, you lose your job. Maybe maybe we just need a little more accountability from yeah. most GMs. But you but you know, Andrea Pirlo was a was a good move, right? New yeah. York. But did he really create an impact in the league? Did you? Will you remember Andrea no, Pirlo playing no, in the no. league? Of course not. Yeah, Vince. Yeah, Vince. Uh, no, you won't. What about Jovinko? What about Why are you Jovinko? Looking at me? Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> you're the Italian bias. What Italian bias? I don't know what you're talking about. I was just about to say you want to talk about teams, uh, leagues signing older players. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is in Italy. What are well, we talking he, about? That's he where did, they go. He did create an impact. You know. No, he did. And that's so. a, that's also. A, uh, another example of a player who does come in here and because of his sheer like arrogance and, and yeah. good confidence, yes. like he was able to come he in here and actually try a little bit and actually you, try you to. You can't prove scout solely for talent. You need to be checking in with these. Uh, my stoppage time. We didn't really talk about the the Minnesota Chicago game, but Adrian Heath, although they won three 0 still doesn't <laughs> know what he's doing, man. Five years, five years wow. of Minnesota. Five United. long years in Minnesota. What's next? What's next for that organization? Look, they've been okay. A good coach. Uh, I, I, I just look. He he's that type of guy. We were talking. I was talking to Vince. I was talking to Vince, and, and we were saying how uh, Adrian Heath kind of just says, you know, I need guys to make plays uh, uh, up front. It doesn't really tell them what to do. He just kind of that's, that's the old way of thinking. Just because you have an English accent doesn't mean you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This isn't '90s football. This is Major League Soccer in 2020. True. I just I, I I don't know how long Minnesota United can sustain with a head coach like Adrian Heath. It's not going to work out in the long run. I wonder what video sessions are like with Adrian Heath. Like, I don't know. Someone just has to make a play here with the pointer. Come on, guys. If you See, receive the ball, the ball, create something. In the net. The ball <laughs> has to go past the line. Right. What are you talking uh, about? 
Uh, but you know what? You have players like Bebelo Reynoso that way. He gets the ball. He creates yeah, you don't something. Tell him, you don't tell him what to do. Of course but. not. I mean, but if you have some structure, you can you can use him in a better way, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm with Connor in this one, you know. Stop. Because, because I want to see that organization succeed. It's a great organization. They've got a good foundation, a great stadium, a great fan base. It's just got to do better competitively. Well, when Adrian Heath played, he was a forward that scored a lot of goals. And just think of how many number nines he's burned through. That should be already a, kind of a red flag. How much? Yeah. Why in the world did you bring back Amaria? <laughs> I don't know because they had the they had the flop of everyone else that came before. And he's just yeah, like, so let's bring go, back another. Let's flop? go back to the well. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm going to talk about an, another thing that's not working. It's definitely not working there in Chicago. And I think I've kind of pinpointed the reason. And that's why. I asked the Liga Amekis expert about Jairo Torres because I wasn't sure if maybe this might change things, but it sounds like it won't. So here's the problem, Ezra Hendrickson. Jordan Shakiri is not a 10. He is more like an 8.5. Uh, his best days playing half. for Liverpool were when they could play the ball up to uh, guys like Salah, Mane, and transition quickly. And then in the havoc that preceded, Shakiri would show up late at the edge of the box, finish a chance. That's where Shakiri's best. But I'm watching Chicago and I'm seeing guys from Chicago go, Shakiri, he's the best player on our team. Let me pass him the ball. He has no clue what to do with the ball from, let's say, 50 yards and out because that's not his game. He doesn't build play very well. He's not a very creative passer. You need to get him the ball in and around the box and on broken plays, late runners. That's where he's going to be best. If Jairo Torres is not a 10-type player, not a stretch-the-field type player, then I think it's going to continue to be bad for Chicago, and they really need to look for a 10 and play Shakiri in the position that he's going to be most comfortable with because if you're going to make him high usage and continue to be his, the playmaker, you're going to continue to have a lot of zero zeros. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. That was that was A lot solid. of hot takes. That was, that was solid. That's a, I, I'm, I, literally, I'm watching him, and I'm watching him get the ball, and he's just... It, he doesn't have it in him when he to build play those little one twos back and forth. He can do that in and around the box, but 40 yards and out, he's like the the goal's too far from here, guys. Yep. You were talking about Chicago. I was talking about Minnesota, and we texted when at halftime of Chicago Minnesota, it was a national broadcast, and mm -hmm. I felt embarrassed as a major league soccer fan that that was the best they could do. It was it was so it was mind blowingly bad for a 2022. Uh, MLS is that, is is that because of the coaches? Maybe. I I don't want to put so much on Ezra because I still think he's got a lot to build. Okay. But to your point, yeah, somebody somebody needs to get in his ear, the GM, and say, don't you think we need a ten? This, don't this you think we need more? I think maker? it's just the standard has to be higher. I, I'm you can, with you. You can talk a lot I'm about. I, I don't really want to get into the the details. Oh, promotion relegation can help yeah. this and this and this and this. But this is one specific example of. These teams are kind of just coasting and are okay if it's not beautiful. Okay, that's one game. We'll move on to the next one. No, you should strive for the, the best possible competitive success week in, week out. And that was not the case for both teams uh, on the weekend. So, once again, we have a big big week here at 110 Football. Angels Wear Boots premieres Thursday at 1 p.m. And, uh, and Football Without Borders follows it at 4 p.m. We'll tee up the debut season for Angel City FC and then react to all the soccer news around the world over uh, later that afternoon. Sunday, me, Vince, Jessica, and Philly will be back at the bank to get you set for LFC's match against Minnesota United. Don't miss those shows. You know what's going to make better nationally televised games? There's more shows like this that are saying, hey, you guys got to play better. Maybe there's of just course. a little bit more. 
yeah. little bit more influence, a little bit more Media attention influence. on those games. And so. you, know, you need to sign better coaches. Yes. And just with a name. Better coaches, please. Also, please. better referees. Better referees. Oh, please. my God. You, Chris <laughs> Don't get me started with that. Don't get me started. Thank you guys for Bye watching. Bye, guys. guys. See, see you soon. Thursday.